It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's that time. We have the people. This is Eric from Moana. This is Priscilla Lima. This is Casey Patterson. The story in real time. We're a much better team now than we were then. I'm not looking at just this year. I'm looking at the next four years. You're listening to The Net Line with Barney. You didn't win, so you must not have done a good job. And DJ Rouché. I have great thoughts. It's The Net Live right now. Are we really on? Hopefully. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those days. It hasn't happened in a while. Correct. But we, uh, we log in, and eh, maybe we have an account, maybe we don't. It's only been six years. Yes. How, easily, how easily blog talk radio protects. I know. All of a sudden, you, know, you miss one payment, and, uh, <laughs> and they want nothing to do with you. I don't understand. I thought we were making money on the show. And by making money, I mean I thought... That we're at least breaking even. Well, me, I mean, I'm making money, Jeremy. It's just I don't like to tell people that, but you know, just roll. So that's where the new car came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rolling in dough yeah. here from the net live. Fourth of August, ladies and gentlemen, 2014. Thanks for being in the home court, Kevin Barnett and Jeremy Ruscha, uh, all alone. It's an all-American home court today. No Canadian. Kind of sad. No Canucks. No Cana- No. Uh, hope they made it home safely. No Canuckers. No Canuckers. We'll uh, we'll find out if Cam Kerr ends up in the chat board. And we'll know if Toronto is still on the map or if, uh, if their plot- mayor has snorted it off the map. Yeah. Or if they're plotting our death because we keep telling them we're the only podcast. Have <laughs> <laughs> to raise their visibility, I suppose. Thank you for you, the listener, for tuning in. It is our pleasure to bring you yet another episode of this show. This is the pre-Hawaii edition. We will be off next week. So remember, sorry, no net live next week. It will be... Mai Tais, and pieces of pineapple all week long for me. Nice. FIVB Klagenfurt happened this past week. So back-to-back huge events. Yeah. Long Beach turned out to be awesome, crowded, packed, exciting. And then you go to Klagenfurt, which by all descriptions is the granddaddy at this point. (sighs) I don't remember which player posted it, but they said they posted a photo of the stadium. Packed on qualifier day. 4,000 strong. And rainy... Still packed. 4,000 strong. Yeah. USA Women and Grand, Grand Prix round number one happened this past week. We'll have a little chat about that. USA Cup versus Iran coming up. Venue change for uh, one of the events. Uh, it's, it's actually being held at the newest USA swimming venue <laughs> that they put in in West L.A. Uh, UCLA going to be playing host to Michael Phelps and Ryan Lochte soon. Don't know if you heard outside of Los Angeles. Maybe you did. Jeremy, you said $20 million. I think it's more than that. That was the last figure I heard was $20 I million. Think that's, gallons. There was a main break, a water main break. Now, mind you, the water main is 90-plus years old. 90-plus years old. 
No, we don't need any infrastructure development here. No. In these big cities. 90-year-old water main breaks and puts a massive amount of water into the brand new $136 million renovated Poly Pavilion. And all of a sudden they show the what was volleyball camp because Man. it was all volleyball yeah, courts. Yeah, all the nets up. Underwater. Because Poly Pavilion is subterranean. Like when you enter, right. you actually enter above the seating area for the most part other than the 200 section. Um, it was a 30-foot geyser coming out of Sunset Boulevard. It was massive. It was absolutely massive. And the whole, the whole so big, it basically destroyed base, all four lanes on Sunset. Like you couldn't drive past it. Obviously, it was closed down. And then when they finally got the water shut off, like the hole was so big, you could have you could have swam in it, like legitimately, like cannonballed, plenty of room, maybe a backstroke or two. It was ginormous. <laughs> so yeah, twenty million gallons of water is what's being reported. Twenty million gallons. They had what looked like a waterfall, except that was the steps into the parking garage. <sighs> the parking garage was submerged. Ten inches of water in Poly Pavilion. The current floor costs $500,000, according to Dan Guerrero, the AD. They say, they say new flooring will be installed at the Hall of Fame, at the J.D. Morgan Center, and at the court in John Wooden Center. It will be used for women's volleyball games. Yeah, one of the practice fields was all soaked and stuff like that. I mean, water, I mean, it was, it, it was bad. A parade of tow trucks removed 400 vehicles that were submerged in the deluge. Oh, man. Oh, my Fully submerged. And if you've been in that parking lot, I'm just I have. I'm visualizing these cars fully submerged. It's a lot of water, Kevin. 20 million gallons. Uh, somebody said a year's worth. I'm not sure what, what area a year's worth, but you were hearing all kinds of descriptions. We're already in a drought, and now we have even more. So uh, I look forward to going to Poly for some water polo. That should be fun. So I guess with the new court... Uh, Jeremy's not going to get a raise this year. <laughs> guess that's. Uh, guess I shouldn't be asking for that after having to renovate the floor again. I wonder how the insurance company is going to try and slice that one up. Man, I mean, obviously they have insurance. Like it's. Uh, yeah, but do you but, have, to have flood insurance? Well, that. But again, when how do you have flood insurance? But when it's flood insurance, are they saying it has to be natural? You know, I, I, I don't like know. It just rained so much that I should have built an ark. <laughs> Two hundred cubits by twenty yeah. cubits. Yeah, something like that. Should we start looking at USC students to see if somebody did something on purpose? I mean, just saying. <laughs> well, I don't know if you saw someone got on the news as a prank caller. If you remember back when the airline crashed in San Francisco. Oh, when the someone hit the runway before it landed? Someone masquerading as a TSA official, or not TSA, as a FAA official, yeah. gave out the names of the pilots... Wow. As we too low. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forget what the other ones were. But it, they said he was like an intern at uh, wherever, at the news station that was putting out the right. names. Just like, yeah, we too low. And they read them on air. Oh, yeah. Before they realized that uh, they were being, they were being uh, taken. Like, the, like being punked, if you will. Bart Simpson calling Moe's. Yeah. So similar type thing. Guy calls up to one of the stations here, and he gets put on as some sort of 
spokesman. Oh, no. It was Windapoo or something. I don't know what it, his silly last name was. And he was he was giving all sorts of erroneous information yeah. on air until the anchors realized it. Hilarious stuff. They're like, uh, we're, we're, we're going to go to commercial break real quick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, was, that was funny. So, all right. Uh, we have a good guest today, Jeremy, someone who is an up-and-comer. Out of the Atlantic Sun Conference. Oh, look at you yeah. doing your research. Well, Brandon Rosenthal, oh, nice. coaching in that conference. Yes. I did do a little research on our guest, Brooke Sweat. A pair of seconds mm-hmm. this year with her partner, Lauren Fendrick. Yep. Two April Ross and Carrie Walsh Jennings in yep. both AVP events. Both went three, by the way. Both went three. That's right. And we will cover that when we have her on. And they also have finished fifth on the FIVB twice this season. So looking forward to talking to Brooke Sweat. Yeah, fake DWP caller is the guy who, the guy who called in. Yeah, great. Department of Water and Power yeah. here in Los Angeles. I'm looking for his name because his name wasn't so crazy, but it was funny enough. And he was just giving odd information. Oh, yeah. He's giving all kinds of wacky information about this. And they're, of course, showing. I, I don't understand. The race in news right now is to be first rather than to be right. Yeah, that's a well. That's a lot of the talk, especially around the um, what do we have when the uh, airline uh, went Lewis, missing and stuff like that. Lewis Slungpoo. Wow. <laughs> First of all, what is that person doing? Where he has that much time to do that? I love it. It's Lewis Slungpoo, DWP spokesman. It's got to be a UCLA student, doesn't it? Uh, that's or, who. That's who does this. No, it's an it's a SC person. It's an SC person. Yeah, yeah that could be too. <laughs> Lewis Slungpoo. Oh man, not quite we too low, but pretty close. It's messed up. <laughs> so the cup will be moved. It will not be a poly, but we don't necessarily know the location yet. We don't. I've been in touch with USA Volleyball, and they have said that there are a few possible locations. They're looking at uh, Galen, Anaheim, or UC Irvine. All possible. Yeah for this event. And, but the, a bummer, because John Spraw, obviously a big deal in West L.A., and he was talking about the Iranian population they were expecting yeah. to come out, and they thought it was going to be a really fun event. I imagine there are camps going on, too. Maybe you could have slung in some of those folks. And Polly was like the second to last one, right, if I remember correctly? I think it was the last one. It was the last one. I think it was the last one, based on what I saw this morning with the TBD on the last USA Volleyball Cup event. Gotcha. They're kind of all over Southern California. They're SC, then down south, then back north, and back south, whatever, back and forth. Yeah. So stay tuned on that. I'm sure USA Volleyball will have some breaking news. <laughs> Something like that yeah. to uh, let you know where you can go and see USA Cup. But USA Cup is happening right now, this week. I will be... Which one is that? The 13th, I think. That's the one that's in the middle of the week. It's like a Wednesday or something. In Anaheim. Of course, the one I'm available to go to is not close to my house. But I will be there. You will be in Hawaii. I will be in Hawaii. But I will be signing autographs if anybody wants one. You'll be wearing a NetLive t-shirt? I will. Excellent. That's how I roll. Excellent. That's how I roll, Kevin. Hey, uh, I don't know if anybody knows this out in the volleyball world. I don't know if anyone heard about it, knew about it, thought about participating in it. Yeah. Six-man. Oh, yeah, that happened. It, it did happen. I saw some spirited debate on Facebook this week. Oh, yeah? Jake Rail, 
former Pepperdine athlete and brother, or pardon me, Loyal Marymount athlete, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. His sister, Becky, who now works at SC, was a Pepperdine volleyball player, starting okay. setter for a number of years. And there was some spirited debate about whether six-man is what it was supposed to be. That yeah. it, maybe it's gone back to what they actually want. Basically, they've killed it from from being a big, huge weekend moneymaker for the surrounding businesses. They have basically killed it. Yeah, that that was my question. I was talking to somebody about it. Like, are the what's happening with the local businesses? Like, being in Manhattan Beach, the restaurants aren't hurting. Like, they're always packed and full. There's a wait, but like somebody like Shellbacks or even the Strand House, like. They haven't mm-hmm. been around that long, but their bar money during on those weekends, like, are they taking a hit at all? Those are my questions. Like, are the little quick places where people get food, like Wahoo's right there, or um, Paradise Bowls, which is killing it right now. <laughs> like, you know, will they be taking hits from this kind of stuff? There's 12 courts, is what I heard, total. Six man, 12 courts. And I saw some pictures. Not a lot of people. No, mostly just the players. But funny, on their 2014 website, yeah. the Charlie Sakely Six-Man Beach Volleyball Tournament is the premier six-man beach volleyball tournament in Southern California. The tournament draws over 50,000 spectators each year. Not true anymore. Uh-oh. The 2014 event will again be held midweek to better balance the beach crowds throughout the week. There's no way there's 50,000 people there for this event. Not the pictures that I saw. They were saying that this past it- are they counting people that are just going by on the rollerblades and skateboards? That's what I'm wondering. Are they counting everyone who works at Shellback? Just the random, like if I ran by, like they counted me as a spectator? Yeah, they must have. Somebody by the way, clicking it off because they weren't getting to 50,000. I would never be running by, in case you're wondering. Would you be, would you be rollerblading? Run. Definitely not would rollerblading. You'd be rollerblading by. No. I could see you rollerblading, Jeremy. Uh, in some sort of bet that you lost. If not sure, <laughs> not sure how to take that. <laughs> if you'd lost some sort of bet that had you rollerblading down the strand. In a speedo, perhaps to think. Hmm. That would be that. That's how I could see you on rollerblades. It'd have to be a good bet. Yeah, it would have to be something substantial. Yeah. Had you won the yes, bet, exactly. I'm already envisioning you having lost. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Photoshop project to me. Great, Jeremy on rollerblades. Maybe you know what? You you kind of old school. You might go regular skates and pink speedo. I don't know where the pink speedo comes from, <laughs> but uh, if I was to make a bet and that was what I had to do if I lost, I would own up to it. Yes. But I'm just going to go on a limb and say that's not going to happen. Men's Open last year won by Simsies, 12th Street 2nd, and Fletch and a Stack, whatever that is. They had to combine teams, I guess. I don't know. They have enough players that were available. Well, Fletch was back in the finals. Yeah, but this time, 12th lost Street 12th victory. Street. Congratulations to 12th Street. And to uh, Nancy Mason's husband, who was on 12th Street and won Nancy Mason's team, who's on the women's side, I feel like, has won the last 12 years in a row. They did not win this year, so she's happy that the gold medal stays in the family. Oh. Yeah, so congratulations to their fam. And congratulations to Eric Quinoy Moana, who is on, also on the 12th Street team. Eric uh, was texting with him yesterday, also played in the seniors division. I didn't realize he was old enough to do that now, but... So he played in both. I asked him if he's been taking an ice bath since last Thursday. So congratulations to him as well. There was some good debate. Jake Rail had this on here, and there were people writing back and forth about 
you don't even know about volleyball. What do you know about mm-hmm. volleyball? You live in Texas now. By the way, Jake Rail has his own court that he built on land in Texas. Nice. With lights. It is spectacular. Spect- I mean, everybody should have that. Yeah. Everybody should have that. So he wrote something about it, and he got this back. Let's see. Uh, I'm a 17-year six-man legacy volleyball player. I disagree with you strongly after Jake had written that the event was kind of dying. Legacy. It was a great volleyball event, just as the late, great Charlie Sakely envisioned it to be. You must be one of those party pukers. Mm-hmm. You disgust us real long-time players. Go away. You're not wanted. Hmm. Hmm. Um, here's my only, here's my issue with that. Get, get off my beach. Yeah. <laughs> but when you call it your, when you call it a volleyball event, yeah, it's not a volleyball event if there's nobody else there except for the volleyball players. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's just it's like every a, other volleyball it's thing. Just a, then it's just a tournament. <laughs> it's not an event. I'm seeing a picture of the semifinals that just crashed on me. A picture of the semifinals, yeah. and there are probably a hundred people around the court. Yeah, I mean, and that's forty nine thousand nine hundred short of fifty thousand. And what do you expect? I mean, it's during the middle of the week. I I w- drove to Manhattan Beach on Thursday to go just check it out for my own vision. Mm-hmm. Parking was not easy, so I just left. <laughs> I could have parked about 10 blocks away, and the thought of just walking over there to just scope it out for about 10 or 15 minutes and then walk back to my car would have taken me longer to walk to and from my car. So I did not. That's how much I was concerned about the six men. You must be one of those party pukers. I am. You know how I roll, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not nearly the number of people that I'm used to seeing out there at six men. So I'm not sure what the future of that event holds. Is SmackFest overtaking it? Well, I mean, there will, Does always, it matter? there will always be that tournament. What about the Long Beach event where they're trying to do costumes and stuff with a six-man and four-man format? South Bay people don't want to go to the drive to Long Beach. You know, th- those people need to get out of their shell because you can uh, drink in Long Beach legally on the beach. I'm 100% with you. You don't have to sneak it around, bury it, have your faux red cups, whatever. Um. I just got confirmation from Brooke that she'll be calling it at 10.30. Just wanted you to know. Fantastic. She really said the only reason she's coming on the show today is because she fully expected her to be country music. Uh, I heard you're obliging. Well, Kevin, when she came up to me, the best line she said to me in Milwaukee, everybody else gets to hear what they want. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If you get in the semifinal, or you, pardon me, you get in the finals, both the last two tournaments, I think you get music, Jeremy. Well, I told her... When she originally asked me for it in St. Petersburg, I originally said no. <laughs> what? And I said it nicely. You know, I was like, I don't, it's, uh, I don't have any country music that was Come on. appropriate at that time. And then I told her that when we got to Milwaukee, I would play her some. But she had to acknowledge it. That's all I asked. Some, I was like, some, maybe like a toe touch, just something. Uh-huh. Um... And when I played it, she, to her credit, acknowledged it by jumping up and down and waving her arms at me. And then her partner, Lauren Pendrick, proceeded to do some heel and toe touches, who I think was more excited about the country music than Brooke was. Heel and toe touches? Yeah. Dancing, Kevin. It's a dancing movie. You probably can't do it. No, I don't know anything. I got flexible hammies. Is that going to help me? No, I do not. I was doing yoga this morning, Kevin. I do not have flexible hammies. 
Uh, yeah, you're icing your ankle right now. It says here Phelps happy to be back in the pool. I think he's talking about uh, Pauly, actually. That's, that's on USA Today. Gardhoff said, I can hardly say country and music in the same sentence. <laughs> so does Gardhoff not have a dance for that, for country music? Is that what's happening? I wonder if Gardhoff is a responsible party for the flooded Pauly Pavilion. Hmm. There ought to be an investigation uh, there, perhaps. Um, we have a caller on the line. Yeah? I don't know if you know this guy. He has a gold medal. Oh, Sean Rooney? Nope. Getting into the Pepperdine Hall of Fame, by the way. He, oh, okay. he and the Sun Squirrel, Brad Keenan. Congratulations nice. to both. Pepperdine Hall of Fame inductees this year, coming up in October. Congratulations to both of them. Yeah. Um, I believe you know him as... Also Katie Wilkins. Yeah, as, as Reed Pritch. Oh, Reed. Maybe he has us on Reed, can you hear us? Reed, are you in the back seat? Are you being limo-driven to your, your thing or no? Are you du- no, like double? I, I just, can you drive with double game readies on? It was uh, it was a commercial break on the local country station, so I thought I'd call in. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! Very, very I, nice. It's so you know it's funny because I was once one of those people that's like, oh man, I like all types of music except country. Country's great. <laughs> Well, as my wife pointed out to me, she said, because I was making fun of her for liking country, she said, you know, it's not about your dog dying and your double wide burning down anymore. <laughs> it's pretty much about drinking, trucks, and chicks. And personally, I can get behind all three of those. You, you, you're, you're all for that? I can get behind all three of those in any combination you'd like. Look, as a DJ, I, I would never ever say I do not like X genre of music. Country is not my favorite. But as we have discussed on the show, Kevin, there are some country songs I do like. I, it's just not necessarily my favorite. And when I spent two hours looking for country music to play for Brooke, two hours what? that I felt was appropriate to play at a volleyball event, I was not pleased that I wasted two hours of my life. What constitutes appropriate country for a volleyball event? How do you well, divide that up, It can't put you to sleep. Okay. You oh, dude. I, I'll send you some suggestions. Uh, All right. Please do. Uh, you, know, you know, one place you can turn, Jeremy, to, to get introduced to some good ones is uh, Country Rock. Um, just search Country Rock on Pandora. I'll tell you what really I good. did. I made, I made the mistake of listening to Zach Brown Band, which is the equivalent of smoking a ton of marijuana and then deciding you want to try cocaine. I mean, allegedly, right? Allegedly, that's a gateway drug. So I think Zach Brown is the gateway drug to uh, country music. Country music. Okay, yeah. good to know. I, I think it's pretty funny that uh, because, granted, country has some really funky content uh, and silly at times. But, I mean, like, what other genre doesn't have that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's it's a little bit funny that we, we we look so much at the content of country, but yet, like, rap gets a pass when they're some of the dumbest songs uh, out there. Oh, the worst. I don't know. Afro Man's Because I Got High had a pretty uh, socially conscious message. (laughs) I just have a pretty good feeling that something bad about to happen. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I mean, that's a great song for her right there. You should pull that one up. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Because I Got High? That has girl girl power all over it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> well, Reed Pretty, you're going to be going to the USA Cup in the to-be-determined location, not Pauly Pavilion? Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, not at Poly. I think they're stand-up paddleboarding um, at the moment. But uh, yeah, I'll be at those matches. I think it's great. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's going to be a. I mean, obviously we have cats out of the bag. Iran's good. Um, they're not just a yeah. one-hit wonder. They they bring uh, they bring some some fight in them. I mean, there's there's a cultural element that I think uh, they hate the United awesome. States. Huh. <laughs> they. They play Death to America, super, that cultural component. Death to America. You know, you know, you know. It's really interesting that all American teams. If you hear any of the uh, the national teams talk, and especially most recently the World Cup and the soccer players, and the way people talk about Americans is that there's no sense of uh, uh, there's no odds insurmountable, and there's always going to be a fight in an American team. We're going to be down 05 and we're still going to believe that there's a chance, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, and I don't know. Iran has that in spades. I mean, they, they have that fight in them as well. And so, uh, and now you've added some, some really talented players and a, a coach that brings a, a system in place. And uh, next thing you know, they're, they're beating Brazil. They're beating the USA. And I think they're they're around for the for the long haul. Are they running a similar offense to uh, the U.S. team, Reed? Are they running a fast-paced offense? Uh, I think so. I think they had um, his name's escaping me at the moment. Uh, he's no longer their coach, but for the last four or five years, um, Argentinian coached in uh, Italy for a long time. Kevin, maybe you could help me out with his name. Yeah, I'm searching. Um, but, uh, you know, so they're well coached. Um, but, you know, I remember when they played us, they used player one through 12. And they just, like, just kept coming at you. You'd stop one guy, and there was another guy right there that was just going to take swings with no fear. It was just, like, it was awesome. I mean, those guys just play really hard. And it's, uh, I think they're a fun team to watch. Uh, I think kids can learn a lot from that sort of a – bringing that sort of a mentality to a match. And um, there's not a ton of negativity on the court, and at least that I can decipher. So I think there will be good matches. And, of course, it's a good opportunity for the coaches in the USA gym to, to um, keep exploring some different combination of players. Yeah, it was Julio Velasco is the name you're trying to think of. Thanks, B.J. Evans, yeah. for putting that one on there. And it's now Slobodan Kovac. Uh, is a Serbian who is now the head coach as of uh, July. So did, did they just switch coaches? Yeah, because... Right after uh, World League? Velasco... No, no, it was before World League. Velasco, I think, is now the Argentinian head coach. Oh, he's back oh, he's to there. Coaching, huh? Yeah, he's coaching somewhere else. Uh, he was with Spain, originally with Italy, and maybe now back to Argentina, but... Um, but yeah, now a Serbian coach. I mean, the Serbians are known to be super fundamentally sound, and so I I would expect him to take that foundation from Velasco and, and build on it. What's interesting to me is since 2002, they've had a Korean head coach, a Serb, a Serb, an Iranian, an Argentinian, and now back to a Serb. They've made a lot of changes in this coaching position in 12 years. But they seem to really like the Serbian philosophy. 
Yeah, I, I, it's a good philosophy to like. I mean, very fundamentally sound. Um, you know, t- teams that can play the whole game and kind of stick within a system are, are tough teams to beat. Uh, Vinny Lopes puts on here that Bulgaria also made a coaching change after the World League, and I would say yes, and the sun also came up <laughs> this morning because the Bulgaria was so bad. Their coach was dead man walking That's not for good. that entire tournament. Yeah, yeah, it was it was over long ago for them. We'll see if Bulgaria can do anything with themselves. They're kind of a mess. Uh, Reed Pretty, what's the status of your, your rehab here for people that are curious, people that want to know when you're going to inhabit that, that OH1 position again? Well, at this point, um, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good ways away. Um, I'm just heading to rehab as we speak and, and daily getting better. Yet, at the same time, it feels like forever until I can play again. But uh, I think it's just par for the course, just trying to let this process, um, I don't know, just trying to get everything I can out of this process. And I think that's the struggle when stuff like this happens is uh, there's, there's the physical component and there's a protocol out there, but there's also the internal component and, and trying to, find ways that I could still get better as a player, as an individual, even though I can't get out there and pass 100 balls today. So that's sort of my focus. And I think um, by October, uh, I think they've got me scheduled to do some high-speed camera work, sort of look at mechanics and start start running, start jumping. And uh, I'm hoping by November, December, that I've got a clean bill of health and can really start building um, – my body back up physically so uh, I don't plan to jump on a plane and 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 go play right away Uh, in fact my wife is pregnant again and we'll be expecting our second child uh, around February so uh, I think this is just a year to sort of take a step back reprioritize and uh, and get strong and balanced and try to come back and and be ready to go by April next year yeah. Breaking news. Breaking on the net news. Live today. Hey now. Caden's gonna have a sibling. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, yeah. Peter. Congratulations Thank to you, you. Inland. Second I kid in Alright. Well, good luck with that. I'm about to get rid of mine in about six years here, but you'll still be in the <laughs> thick of it. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, no, so. All right. Well, with that, we'll end you on a high note right there, Reed. Yeah, I think no you doubt. just you just hit that one out of the park, and you need to walk off now. We have Brooke Sweat coming up. Congratulations on your, uh, your pending second creation. There you go. Right you on. Your ACL for everything, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Have a good rehab session. See you, Reed. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> Man, he just hung up, too. I didn't even get a chance to mute it. He just hung up. That, oh. was, was, that was a mic drop. We, we thought he was out on a high, and he went higher. Yeah. He took it one more. He took it to 11. Just in case you're wondering, we're clipping that. He, he took it to 11, that and he awesome. walked out. That was awesome. Fantastic. Let's get out of here for a second, Jeremy. We want to get out, but before we leave for break, we want to let you know that 6-8 Clothing Company is still behind this program, and you need to get behind them. If you are over six foot three, or you know someone who is over six foot three who is looking for some stylish, casual clothing built for the tall and athletic man, 
6-8 Clothing has you covered at 6-8ClothingCompany.com. That is with the number 8. They're also available on Amazon.com. This is tall clothes designed by a tall man to fit the physique of most tall people. Newsflash to the rest of the world. Tall people are not fat. <laughs> we are not fat. We are generally lean and have trouble keeping on weight. So would you please make clothes that do not have gigantic fat parts to them? 6-8 Clothing Company has taken care of this problem. They are putting out a variety of very attractive and fashionable items. They have collar shirts. They have sh- regular underlayers with some V-necks. They have wonderful jeans. This is stuff that you're going to like and your friends, relatives, niece, or probably nephews, uncles, whomever you know that is 6-3 and above is going to like. Go to 6-8ClothingCompany.com. Put in TNL10 or let them know that TNL sent you and I'll get you 10% off on your order. If you're based out of Seattle, Washington. You get your stuff pretty quick. Go and do it now. This is The Net Live. Kevin and Jeremy holding down the home court and I guess playing country here on a Monday.
Welcome back to the Net Live here on Volleyball Magazine. I want to make sure we give a big thanks to Volleyball Magazine for hosting this program each week. And you can go on demand over there at their site. If you want to click on the player, you can get the last few episodes. Or you can go over to iTunes, download, and take the episode, take the net live with you for free anywhere you want to go. In the car, camping, maybe stand-up paddleboarding at Pauly, wherever mm-hmm. you want to be. The NetLive can be there with you. Thanks also to 6-8 Clothing Company, who you heard about. Go and visit them at 6-8ClothingCompany.com. Kevin and Jeremy holding down the NetLive here in August. Remember, no show next week, people, so don't be tweeting at us. Where's the show? If you listen to this week's show, you're aware that we're off next week. August but, is what you said. August. Yes. There was an FIVB event this last week. Not in the United States. Correct. It happened in Klagenfurt, Mm -hmm. and I'll tell you what, I've often heard great things about this event. I would like to go. I've played in Klagenfurt in the winter in the indoor league. Not so much fun. The FIVB looks a lot more fun. Interesting stuff on the women's side. Brazil sweeps for the 20th time. Oh, they swept for the 20th time. When you told me that earlier, I thought that was the 20th time a country has swept. No, Brazil Brazil has swept 20 times. Crazy. That's impressive. To sweep the podium. Brazilian men also take gold. Uh, Gibb and Patterson play the role of Scar and are unable to get past the Lion King. They've ended up finishing ninth. Good one. To uh, Smedens. Smedens. They. Smedens. Smeagol? Smedens. I don't know. <laughs> Not Smeagol. Smedens. The men's side, uh, there were a lot of new teams last year. So mm-hmm. they've all kind of, you know, had a little bit of year under their belt. Everybody's played each other. They know what to expect. So the men's side is, it's not the women's side is not tough, but that men's side, I feel like every week somebody's new is on the podium. That's what we talked about. I yeah. think the depth is there. Mm-hmm. I don't think the depth is there on the women's side the same way it is on the men's. There are some great teams, but I, I don't see week to week where you have teams that, hey, they win tournaments, and then they're in the qualifier. Correct. It's just it's not happening as much on the women's side as it is on the men's. For the men's, I'm looking for finishes here, Jeremy. Okay. You're on the FIVB website? No. no. Okay, I was going to say good luck with I that. Wanna, I don't want to say thank you to Beach Volleyball Database. Thanks, guys. Thanks for, if thanks it was, for being If it wasn't part. for BBB info, I would not know anything unless I'm at the tournament. Oh, my God. Because I would to refuse to go on the FIVB website. It's so hard to find anything. Uh, I'm looking on here for the actual tournament results. I feel like I'm going to have to search a player to find the effective tournament. But we will get to that later. It's a really good show I'm running right now, Jeremy. It's fine. <laughs> no it's listening. about to get better. No one's listening. Anyway. It's about to get better. Yes. Because we're going to bring in our guests. Yep. Some people like to become part of programs that already exist. They like to continue a legacy. How about maybe just start your own program in college? Go on down and pioneered at Florida Gulf Coast University. Our next guest went D2 for three years, was AVCA South Region Player of the Year as a junior, then moved to D1. That's the normal course of events for a school where she was all-conference in the Atlantic Sun, the A-Sun as a senior. Finished 2013 with her first AVP win of her career at Huntington Beach. This year, a pair of runner-up finishes and... Some fifths internationally, a lot of volleyball this summer for Lauren Fendrick and her partner, Brooke Sweat, who joins us now. Brooke. Hi, guys. 
Hey, thanks Thank for taking the time to call in. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at the results here from the last two weeks. Uh, 30-28, 29-27 over Antonelli and Felis Berta of Brazil in Long Beach. 53 minutes. Then this week, you guys lose 23-25, 21-23 to some Canucks in Klagenfurt. You guys really like to play volleyball, don't you? That was a 55-minute match this week. Yeah, we, you know, play as much as we can. Um, unfortunately, we were on the wrong side of it in Klagenfurt, but uh, still fun nonetheless. Yeah, it seems like you guys played in two of the, the most fun events. Obviously, to be at home in Long Beach is a special thing, and to be in front of home fans. And I had people running up asking if I had seen your match as soon as I arrived down there in Long Beach. A lot of people really enjoyed that. Then you get to go to Klagenfurt and play in front of some big crowds there. Give me a couple of differences, but things you like about each one of those tournaments. Uh, well, obviously Long Beach is awesome, just to, you know, not having to travel, um, being home. Um, well, home. Home for me is Florida, but um, being in the States is awesome. I've never been to Klagenfurt, so um, just experiencing that and the world of beach volleyball over there is absolutely insane. Um, so even though we didn't get, you know, a great finish, um, it was so much fun to see what it could be like at all the other stops. Two seconds this year on AVP. You guys have gone three both times with Ross and Walsh. Uh, 15-11 in St. Pete, 15-13 in Milwaukee, both losses. Uh, by the pattern I'm seeing, the next final I'm predicting will end in an unprecedented 15-15 draw. <laughs> I'm looking for two more points. What, what do you think it will take to win one of these these three-set matches? Well, um, we've won the first set in both of those matches, and it seems like we just kind of fade off. Like, as the match goes on, I think we have to stay a little sharper through the entire match. Um, I mean, if you're not on your game, you know, April and Carrie are just going to pounce on you and um, just make you pay for it. So if our passing falls um, falls off a little bit, you know, they're going to take advantage of it. So I think we just have to stay a little sharper and keep the pressure on them. I was asking April last week in Long Beach if she feels like there's an intimidation factor for her team. Do you guys think there is at all? Do you ever stop in the match and think about who you're playing and the number of wins and capability on the other side? Uh, no, I don't think so. They're just, um, I mean, after the match, I'll have, like, texts and um, comments and messages from people saying, you're playing Carrie Walsh. And, you know, I don't <laughs> stop and think about it until afterwards. But then, um, you know, we still want to win. We still want to get that win against them. Um, but, uh, afterwards, sitting back and thinking about it, it is pretty cool. Yeah, the athlete the best player ever. You used to have some some people tell me about, oh, this player, that player. I don't care. <laughs> Who yeah. cares? I want to beat everybody that's on the other side. Hey, you're in a new partnership this year, Brooke, with Lauren Fendrick. You guys have two fifths on the FIVB. Mention the two seconds on the AVP tour. Uh, are you guys meeting your own internal expectations? Um. We are. We always want to get better. Um, we're thinking long-term, so um, some of the results just suck, but we have to um, just think long-term, and, uh, you know, we might be improving on one thing this week and um, something else next week, uh, but we're happy with where we are as a team and um, know that we have um, a lot of improvement to do, but, 
we're on the right track for where we want to be. So we're um, we're working hard and enjoying the process together. Brooke, Jeremy here. Um, thank you for calling to the show today. I know the only reason you called in is so I would play more country music for you. Um, yeah, that's better Yes, you sound all nice and sweet on the phone right now, but please tell people what you did to me in St. Petersburg to try to get me to play country music for you. <laughs> well, my, what was it, my niece? Or was my nephew? I can't remember. It was um, So your child labor? Yes. <laughs> I think it was my like, three-year-old niece. Yeah, she was just wanting some country music. She told me... Um, want to talk to you. So we went up and she asked you to play some country music and you just denied her. Said, nope, I said, no, not cold happening. Hearted, yeah, I, I really, I did. To quote Zach Brown Band, cold-hearted. Can I, let me at least defend myself. I, I didn't have any appropriate country music at that time to play, so it wasn't, I did feel awful that I said no to, I didn't really say no to the little girl, I just smiled. Did the little girl fall to her knees with that knife in her back? Just crying, like cold-hearted, just ran, yeah. just ran Crying, yeah, it was it was not my finest moment, that's for sure. Oh, so I, well, but Brooke and I are now BFFs because I've played her country music <laughs> and I need to find new stuff for uh, Salt Lake City this coming weekend. All, All right, right, well, it's we're it's hard. There's so many good country songs. Just just do it, Jeremy. Where should he look, Brooke? What what should he do? I mean, just cut it down for him. <laughs> Where should he look? What should he play for you coming up? Well, I was impressed. He played This Is How We Roll. That was a good one. Um, but Luke Bryan, even more Florida Georgia line, Chase Rice, any of that. Are you taking notes, Jeremy? Mental notes, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you can go back and listen anytime on iTunes. Yeah, too. exactly. So you can get it. Hey, Brooke, you went to a, not an established program. You went to a brand new program at Florida Gulf Coast. Why did, did that fit you and what you wanted out of your college experience? Well, um, in high school, I was having knee issues and um, just kind of was told by doctors that, you know, there's not much they can do for it, and it was just really painful. Ended up having surgery. Um, just didn't think I was going to be able to play volleyball anymore, so I was just kind of, you know, going to stay home. And then the university, which was like five minutes from where I was living, um, was going to start a volleyball program, and my club coach at the time um, got the head coaching job. And she just told me, you know, there's a chance you can play. We want you here. So um, I signed, and I tried to play uh, freshman year. Didn't work out very well. Had another knee surgery um, in January after my freshman year. And... Um, since then, I've been way better. My knees have been pretty good, so um, fortunate enough to finish my career there and then switch over to the beach after that. Now, you've played a whole variety of different beach events. I see AVP on here, AVP Young Guns, USAV IDQ events, of course, the FIVB. You've played on the Wide Open, on the NVL uh, what's your been one of your favorite events throughout the years? Your career started in 2007 and, and still going now, but give me some of your, your favorite moments and what tour it came on. Well, I think um, my favorite from the ABP, besides winning Huntington, obviously, last year, was um, with Kristen Bat. I think it was in Santa Barbara, and we had to come through the qualifier 
and it was when everybody was playing. Um, we were just, you know, nobodies. But we beat, like, several top ten teams and uh, took our best finish, which was seventh back then. But I think that's kind of where we realized, or I realized, like, this is what I want to do. I can really do this. Um, so that, that tournament just kind of motivated me to keep going. And then FIVB in Berlin, winning the bronze medal with Fatma last year. Um, that was just such a fun moment, a cool moment to share with her. We're still really good friends, so I love that we have that to look back on and cherish. Yeah, how did you guys put this partnership together, you and Lauren? Um, well, I was looking for a partner, and um, I hate playing against Lauren, so I figured I'd try to get her on my side of the net. Um, so in January, we just started talking and um, practicing a little bit, and it just kind of all fell into place from there. Did you send her flowers? Did you, I mean, message her on Facebook with some smiley faces, emoticons? I mean, how do you... How do, do you, you want to be my partner? Check yes, check no. <laughs> it's yeah. like pass a note in yeah. class. Uh, I mean, Yeah, you pretty much do all of that, you know. Lauren's a uh, cookie, <laughs> so... Um, you know, I just, she, Brittany wasn't in town, so she was looking for people to practice with. Uh, Brittany was spending the off season over in Tennessee, I think. So uh, we were both out here with no one to practice with, so we um, got on the court together. Um, it just, you know, happened. Brooke bouncing in the background. Pick me! Yeah, Pick me! Yeah, yeah. Pick me! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brooke, yeah, I'm looking I mean, down. What's that? I don't think that's us, though. Oh, I hear a car. Brooke, are you back? Oh, I'm here, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Hey, uh, looking at the list here, you're a player that's been at this for a while, since 2007, really trying to build up a career. I wonder how the sponsors and finances part of things are coming together for you. What's different between 2007 and now 2014? Better, worse, different? Tell me about it. Um, well, it's definitely better. Um but it's still kind of hard to get the sponsors, you know, um, have an agent working with, and um, we have some things in the works, just trying to figure out what's going to be best for me and in the long run. And um, obviously I have Rock Volleyball. I've been with them for a little while. They're awesome. Um, but once you get, like, to the national level, national level and um, getting support from USA, that really helps. Um, so, and um, winning and doing good helps. Definitely wasn't doing that back in 2007. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a little better now. When you're going to sponsors, what's their feeling about the sport of beach volleyball? How do you think they're reacting to it? Well, honestly, I haven't contacted any sponsors or, you know, done any of that. But um, I'm not sure. I'm sure they're a little hesitant, seeing that, you know, the ABP has um, – gone bankrupt a few times and it's so um, unstable but hopefully with um, Donald's son and everything he's doing with the AVP getting a strong domestic tour back um, hopefully we can attract a few new sponsors Alright Brooke before we let you go we've tried to slap a nickname or two on Lauren Fendrick we've come up with the litigator or the long arm of the law the gavel the gavel stuff like that what, what's your nickname you have a good nickname somebody's tried to, to put on you for me? Yes. Um, no, not really. 
Um, Andrew Andrew's called us the dog and pony show. Um, so he calls me pony all the time. Um, but other than that, no, I don't have a good nickname. The dog and pony. That would make Lauren the dog. Uh, uh, <laughs> lay off that one. Yeah. She's big doggy. <laughs> <laughs> big doggy and bear? Yeah. That sounds like a good big comment. Doggy yeah. Big doggy <laughs> and bear. I like that a lot. Hey, yeah, well, Brooks, thanks for spending some time with us here this morning. Uh, we wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. We'll be following you certainly into the next AVP event where we are expecting a victory here on the Net Live. Victory and lots of country music. Right <laughs> on. Thanks, Brooks Wet. Thank, thank you, guys. All right, bye. Yep. This is happening. You're feeling it right now. You know, sure. you know it's growing on you. Look, you know why I'm feeling it? I get I've it. Played it like four times now. I get it. You're disappointed in yourself. You're a little bummed out, but you like it, and you're going, "Ooh, I don't want to," but this is pretty good. So Dustin Aball, the announcer for the AVP, yep. sitting next to me when I was playing one of these songs once, and I wasn't even looking at him. I could tell he was grabbing the microphone to say something, and just out loud I go, "No." I just told him no. I didn't know what he was going to do. I just said no. And then he was like, I was actually going to defend you. I was like, Let's, I don't even want to draw attention to it. Let's just suffer through this for another two minutes and 45 seconds. Brooke will be happy. She won't be bringing up three-year-olds and trying to manipulate me to play country music. And we'll be good to go. <laughs> Things I've learned today, big doggy and bear. I think they need some T-shirts. The Dog and Pony Show. Now, I've heard Andrew Fuller call Brooke the Pony Express, and I thought some of that had to do with the fact that um, Brooke has really long hair, so when she puts it in a ponytail, I mean, it's really long. So that's where I thought maybe that came from. My Little Pony kind of a thing? Possibly. Is it pink? No, it is not. Can I brush it with a clear pink glitter brush? Yes. (laughs) Um, But yes, the Dog and Pony Show, referring to Brooke as the pony, meaning you're referring to your wife as the dog portion of said Dog and Pony Show name, um... I hope that goes well for Andrew. That's uh, yeah, that's 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 difficult territory to navigate. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, if you're the big doggy. Yeah, you're not gonna hear Dustin call them the dog and pony show over the microphone because we don't feel comfortable enough to say that. I mean, the bear has a bear suit. I'm I'm envisioning a big doggy suit for Lauren, something that looks kind of like the Mutz Cuts van in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, that's exactly what I was envisioning <laughs> her driving around. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, thanks to Brooke Sweat for joining us. And, uh, yeah, it should be interesting to see if they can make a third final. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can come through in the final. 15-11, 15-13. Those are some close scores. That is tough. And as she mentioned, they won the first set both times. But going back to Long Beach against the Germans in the quarterfinal for Ross and Walsh, same thing. Lose the first set, yeah. come back, yeah. face a match, somehow come through. They seem to just be able to kind of raise the level as needed. Now, this last week, they finished ninth yep. in Klagenfurt. Kind of a struggle for them, so obviously not this last week. But so many times we've seen uh, this pair come through, and when they need the points, they get them. Kind of a delicate line to ride, though. Not sure it's it's good to ride that line too much. That close. Yeah, and I would think that, you know, Lauren and Brooke, and I mean, and let's say all the other domestic 
teams uh, see carry in April more often than, let's say, maybe the international teams do, just because it's a smaller draw domestically. So maybe I would think that would add or help add to the fact that you don't have that star-struckness to them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously, when their careers are said and done, they're like, yes, we... Just like guys like Charles Barkley and stuff said, yeah, I played in the Michael Jordan era. Or you get to, you get to say, I played in the Kerry Walsh and Misty May trainer era. Interestingly enough, this past weekend, Klagenfurt, Walsh, and April, they rolled Ludwig and Sued 21-16, 21-16 in 34 minutes. Your new favorite player? They then lost to Borger and oh my God. Booth. In the next round, and that one was 18 21, 21 16, 15 10. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? Spike Town. Dog and Pony Show. I guess Fuller is the white dog here. Spike Town really on their Twitter game right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, I like it. Now, congratulations to the Brazilians on the weekend, their domination there in Klagenfurt. And on the men's side, what were the results on the men's side there, Jeremy? Well, in Long Beach at that time, the number two team for the men, I believe, was uh, Nick and Ryan Doherty. They were like two or three or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the way they ended up finishing in Long Beach, I think they knew this before, but they had to play in the qualifier. It's so crazy. It is crazy. Um, Try and John finished fifth. They were our highest-seeded men, I believe, Phil and Rosie with a ninth. And Jake and Casey... Jake and Casey finished ninth. And then... Oh, Phil and Rosie took a 17th. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. Ouch. After they had just dominated, like, the last four events. Yeah, ninth for April Ross. I'm looking for more USA teams here. That This is not a good showing. Day and Ross, 17th. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle. Fender can sweat 25th. Heather Hughes, Whitney Pavlik, 33rd. That's going to do it for the U.S. Whitney having to play with her 12th partner this year. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah, i got to try and find the men's. I'm, look, I'm just looking for the men's, but I can't get back to it. Try and John, 5th. Jake and Casey, 9th. Okay. Phil and Rosie, 17th, like I said. Theo and Todd, 17. Hmm. A mixed bag. Nick and Ryan did not make it out of the qualifier. But you look at the winners, and again, it's it's the winners just rotating around on the men's side. Brazil, Italy, Australia. Yeah, Australia. Latvia with a fourth, Poland with a fifth. I mean, those, those, it's tough. On the women's side, with those sweeps, uh, Larissa and Juliana, who folks may remember from the 2012 games and earlier, Mm -hmm. had more than 100 tournaments together. They're split up now. Correct. Faced one another in the final. Larissa coming out on top. She now has 47 career FIVB victories to Juliana's 45. They are second and third. I think they're. Uh, I think they were. Uh, really wanted to win that one. Uh, yes. So Carrie is number one with 50, but that's not far off. We're only talking about three tournaments. Carrie has 50. Yeah, the Brazilian system. You start moving partners around, and that's you're told who you're playing with. I heard a rumor that that's not the case anymore. Mm, blowback after last year. Maybe. Huh? Uh, the Salgado sisters are no longer playing together for Brazil. Yeah. I don't know the story behind that. They, they played well in one tournament last year, but they were, by and large, not 
They didn't play together in... No, no, no. They did play together in Long Beach. Well, this is what you have to... I believe they played together in Long Beach, and that was was it. (laughs) And it's over. But I don't know... I don't know what the re like. Who knows what? The, but they, my Portuguese is a little, a little bad. I correct. can't follow Twitter in Portuguese. Correct. All right. So a little bit of work to do for USA Beach teams on both sides after this last week. Oh, I remember the Salgado sisters did not make it out of the qualifier in Long Beach. Brutal. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Maybe they got some shopping done. I do know who's playing together. That's the USA women's indoor team. Correct. They started out this week, their first weekend of Grand Prix, round one, and the United States, surprisingly, goes one and two. And this was in Ankara, Turkey. The United States started out the weekend with a loss to Russia. Russia defeating the United States in four after the U.S. takes set one twenty-five twenty-two. then it's 18-20-20. That's pretty well handled. Then the United States lost to Turkey. This one was in five. USA playing from behind basically the entire time. They lose the first set, 25-21. The second, the USA wins, 29-27. Then Turkey wins, 25-21. USA, 25-20. Then it's 15-12 in the fifth. United States picks up their first victory against Japan. This one also in five sets. Japan with the first set victory, then the United States, 25-17, 25-22. Japan comes back with 26-24 and 15-11 USA in the fifth. So two five-set matches and a four-set loss to Russia. A one-and-two record weekend number one for the United States. Now, the history of this tournament, as far as the Americans go, they have won this thing three times in a row from 10 to 12. Mm Mm-hmm. They have five overall titles, but 10 to 12 was their most recent success. They won it three times in a row. Last year, first year under head coach Karch Karai in the new system, the new quadrennium, quadrennial, quadrennial, sixth in Grand Prix. And now one and two start. So a, a lot of change still happening with this roster. I was looking at the stats from this match. Uh, nice match from Kelly Murphy, 21 points. She hits uh, 380, which is not too bad. Opposite spot. Some nice stuff. Rachel Adams, Texas, hits 46% out of the middle. 11 kills, but also managed to pick up five other points throughout service and blocking. So good job by her. And you also had, let's see, Alex Kleiman got a little bit of action. But Robinson, Kelsey Robinson, uh, number 19, got in there at 14 points. 16 points for uh, Dixon. I was looking up. I had to look up. Tori Dixon, she's out of University of Minnesota, mm-hmm. middle blocker. Good to see the middles scoring well. So I like that. I like that balance of the offense there. The middles are scoring well. Uh, Alicia Glass setting set the entire time. Thompson making an appearance. Benworth making an appearance at Libero. Uh, Davis also on the roster, but not there. Benworth started the entire time. Davis was in the box. Lauren Gibblemeyer got in. Alex Kleiman looks like a regular sub there. I would guess as part of the double sub would be my guess there. Total of six attempts. Uh, no kills. For Japan, it's kind of the same deal. It's kind of the, the same set of hitters. You're looking at Saori Kimura and Ibata on the outside. So 
Japan with the five-set loss to the American side. Upcoming for the United States, this next week they will find themselves, I believe, in Brazil. They will play, play Russia again. This is on the 8th. Then they will face Korea on the 9th and Brazil on the 10th. Nothing like getting Brazil as your third match of the weekend. Yeah, no doubt. This is a brutal schedule to play three nights in a row. It is really tough, and the travel in between. Uh, this, as we mentioned before, we talk about World League being rough. Grand Prix is worse. Grand Prix is worse. Women really have it tough. But uh, no reason to panic. A couple of close matches against good teams. We'll see what the United States can do this week in Brazil. I, I still like the good young talent on the USA side. Yeah. With that, with this group, I, I don't think this year is indicative of what we'll see in 16. Next year will be. I think this is still a growth year for this team, even more so than still, in a normal team situation. Still figuring out the roster stuff, right? There's so many people There's in so the many. gym. Yeah. You have to figure so out who blends well and who is um, best suited for Karch's system. Yeah, and I think sometimes maybe people want to jump on it and go, oh, six last year, you won it the previous three times. Now you lose. You go one and two in the start. Relax. I'm Relax. Relaxed. I feel great. It's, de- it's developmental time. A lot of new names, a lot of young women getting great experience, playing tight matches, good matches. This is what you want. You want good matches. Grand Prix doesn't matter. What matters is world championships coming up. Yeah. That'll be more important. And then, of course, next year, you really want to have a good year next year. You, you cannot have a bad third year of a quad and expect to come out of it the next year somehow a radically different team. Yeah. I think there has to be some sort of view and some good match wins and maybe some more roster stability in that third year. But but for this year, Karch still has so many choices to make. Yeah. So many choices to make with, with his team. I'm not worried about it at all. Who I, I should know this, but who's on his staff? Who's his coaching staff? Anybody I know? Jamie Morrison is back. Yeah. And then Tom Black. Okay. And they probably have other people in the gym, too, yeah, as yeah. well, that I don't know about. But Actually, I could look the staff up, except I just closed that window. Jeremy, don't go back to it. It's a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole? Okay. Well, where are we going to go, then? I don't know. We can play some more country music. Just play some more music. <laughs> Put on another song. I don't care. It's a music oh, version of man. the Live right now. How about some Johnny Cash? Is that country? Why not? Burn a ring of fire? Can I sing along? You can. I went while I walked the line. Ooh. This one I don't know the words to. It's, right. it's a good movie, by the way. I'll Walking look up some Phoenix. internet videos while we're doing this. Good movie. Enjoy. Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, Crazy bro. Man? He's a rapper, you know. Oh, boy. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tide that binds Because you're mine I walk the line I find it very, very easy to be true I find myself alone when each day's through Yes, I'll admit that I'm a fool for you Because you're mine, I walk the line As sure as night is dark and day is light 
I keep you on my mind both day and night And happiness I've known proves that it's right Because you're mine, I walk the line Anyone can sing this song, is what you said. Well, it's not vocally rangy. It's not like Christina Aguilera or something. It's a great karaoke. You can do Johnny Cash karaoke. You just got to keep the... Just keep it low. Just keep the bass in your voice. You got to keep the beat, but keep the cadence. I can keep the beat, Kevin. That's not it could be an issue. I'm, I might have a problem. Men's Junior National Team, bronze medal at Norseka U21 Championships. This uh, this happened in, where did this happen? San Salvador, El Salvador. Our own Jay Hasek was there. They defeated Puerto Rico in the bronze medal match. Canada and Cuba in the finals. Cuba with the victory. And, of course, they will dominate and they will defect soon. And that will be the end of Cuba. But Canada, exciting stuff for Canada to get into the final. Canada defeated the United States 23-25 and then 14, 20-25, 25-22, and then 15-9 to advance to the final. Cuba defeated Puerto Rico in three to advance to the final, 19-18-19. So we do not have a collect call from Jay from San Salvador. He is probably somewhere on an airplane full of chickens on his way back to the United States. I so hope that's true. I was envisioning Romancing the Stone, except in plain form. You remember the bus? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Something like that coming out of El Salvador. Dan Friend was the head coach, Jay Hasek assistant, Sam Schweisky also assisting, and then a variety of other folks uh, down there at the U21 Continental Championships. So congratulations to the junior team on meddling. Some, Some names you might know, Andy Benish, of course, coming off a fantastic freshman year at SC. Mm-hmm. Christian Blount, Kyle D'Agostino, Evan Enrique, Storm Fagada. I wonder if I'm saying that one right. Kupono Fei out of uh, Honolulu, Hawaii. And Brendan Sander, younger brother, headed to BYU from Huntington Beach. Of nice. Taylor Sander. So several names you might know. Illinois kid in there, Wisconsin kid in there. Wisconsin. Nice. I'd like to see some representation. A couple of Illinois guys. Way to go. Way to go, Landa Lincoln. <laughs> Jeremy, I think uh, we're going to be done here. That's it for us? Look at that. That's a record. One hour, 12 minutes. You sure we haven't done it shorter than that? <laughs> <laughs> I might have on yeah. my own. I think Casey Patterson's Boom episode was shorter than that. <laughs> was that supposed to be the Hugh McCutcheon episode as well? We're going to get Hugh back. I think it... I believe so. I mean, it was. And I had to call Hugh and tell him, sorry. It was the show blew up. It was basically this. And then this. Or some opera music, I think, was playing for people. That's what it was. It was classical music or something, wasn't it? I think it was. uh, 
It was like Four Seasons Vivaldi. I don't remember what it was, but I remember the next week I ended oh up playing some classical music just as a joke. Yeah, we opened the show that way. Yeah. Welcome back to the Net Live. Yeah. Continuation from last week. Jeez. That was one of the more bizarre technical incidents we've ever had on this program. And we've had some doozies. Yeah, over the years. We've had some where I wanted to quit the show because I was so angry. I would encourage you, if you're a, a new listener to this program in the last couple of years, go back into the archives. There are 200-some shows available on iTunes. Listen to what this show used to sound like. We used to have some some issues, man. And some people weren't good at their jobs. Some people were better at their jobs. I'm referring to me and the not good at their job. We used to have Chris McGee, who I invited this morning. Who? Yeah. His, I think his name's Geeter. Oh, I want to know. Uh-oh. Somebody has put out some DVDs in the age of VOD. Yeah. Has put out some DVDs, The Sands of Time, voiced by Chris McGee. It's like a five-DVD set about beach volleyball. What? Who did this? We need to know. Chatboard, Gardhoff. <laughs> we need to know who did this. Sands of Time. And we need to have him on. Interesting. Five DVDs. Now I think my... it's five DVDs. Close the window that it was on already, doggone it. But Sands of Time. Sands of Time Volleyball. Can anyone on the chatboard answer this? Wasn't that the book? Wasn't there a book? No, you're thinking of the days of our lives. Like no, the sands through an hourglass. So are the days of our lives. Oh, Kevin. You probably watched Santa Barbara instead, didn't you? Or All My Children. You're probably an All My Children guy. Um, Erica Kane. You always thought she was cute. If you were close enough, I would punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched soap operas. Can you purchase the sands of time anywhere? I, I got to look right now. Because I saw it on an advertisement. Sands of Time, The History of Beach Ball. It's a, yeah. I told you that. No, there's a DVD set. Well, you can look on Amazon. There's Volume 1, 1895 to 1969. Who was playing volleyball in 1895? That is a fine question. That's got to be all the way back to the, the invention of volleyball. Do they even have beaches in 1895, Kevin? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, no, because you wore wool suits to the beach. <laughs> then you jumped in the water and went, what the hell is this all about? Yeah, here it is. Sands of Time, Volume 1. Right there. History of Beach Volleyball. It's DVD? on Amazon. Yeah. I you got to put in DVD. No, my bad. Okay. So here it is. Five DVD set. Oh, Chris McGee, actor. Actor. Artie Corvillian, director. Format DVD. Okay, great. 300 minutes of Beach Volleyball. Chris Brown has a review on here. Uh, the artist? About the actor. Oh, here, about the actor. Chris Geeter McGee is a former MC of the Association of Volleyball Professionals. McGee is the person who introduced the players at the finals of the AVP tournaments and was the AVP spokesman for over eight years. Chris McGee has also been host of Fox Sports, Fox Sports West show Dig. For nine years, McGee served as a reporter for Fox Sports West. While there, he served as the Lakers' sideline reporter, also covered Los Angeles sports teams, including the Los Angeles Clippers, L.A. Dodgers, L.A. Angels of Anaheim, USC, the University of California, Los Angeles, as well as high school sports. He also worked for ESPN, CBS College Sports, and covered the Olympics and AVP. McGee is originally from Los Angeles and played men's volleyball at California State University Northridge, where he was the team captain and lost the 1993 championship to UCLA. I, I added that last part. McGee currently works for Tom. Time Warner Cable Sportsnet as a studio anchor, primarily for the Lakers. This is updated stuff right here. So, so you can purchase it for fifty dollars, forty nine eighty five. Wow, and it's prime eligible. 
volume one? Is there a volume two? There's five DVDs, five discs. It's crazy. It's a lot. You can purchase individual discs for as cheap as fourteen ninety five. If you could do it, just do it. Get all of them. Uh, each one is titled "The History of Beach Volleyball," starring Chris Geter McGee. <laughs> I love it. Stuff. All right, so there it is on Amazon. Yeah, enjoy everybody. If you want to order it, you can do it. Since uh, we're not going to be on air next week, you should purchase that and then listen to Geter. I will be covered in plumeria. I will just be laying in plumeria. Envision that, Jeremy. I don't want to. <laughs> Because I'm envisioning you in a white speedo, <laughs> so basically you're invisible to everybody. Hey, at least it's not pink. Well, don't lose any bets. Does Geeter get royalties? That's a fine question. Yeah, no mention of his TNL time. That is BS. Benny Lopes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, whoever wrote that product detail. Should we go to Wikipedia and add to Geeter's uh, page? Yeah, several year host. Yeah. We should actually be honest, though. Paid $120 in the form of three parking tickets to host the Net Live. And then it got butt hurt and never came back on the show again. Yeah, got angry. I got a real job. Disappointing. Yeah. I want to say thank you to 6-8 Clothing Company for their support of this show. Put in TNL10 on their website, 6-8ClothingCompany.com. Get yourself some attractive, athletic looking clothing for the man in your life or someone you know who is tall, lean, mean, and muscular. They will fit in those clothes rather nicely. I want to also thank Volvo Magazine for supporting the program and Brooke Sweat for calling in. We wish her the best of luck on the AVP tour. You have an AVP event coming up. Jeremy, yes? Salt Lake City followed by Manhattan Beach, Kevin. Hmm. Yep. What are the dates on those? This weekend and the following weekend. Yeah, there you go. I will, I will miss both. I am sad about that. But uh, we'll look for Brooke Sweat and her partner, Lauren Fendrick, to perhaps again challenge the juggernaut domestically that April Ross and Kerry Walsh Jennings have been. Salt Lake City, August 8th through the 10th, Okay, this weekend. Yep. Manhattan Beach, the following weekend, August 15th through the 17th. Good, good. I'm, I'm struggling to add seven. We wish the USA women's team the best of luck in their second round action. They enter at one and two. But do not count the USA women out. There is a tremendous amount of talent on that squad. We'll look forward to their results. And we will be back with another show in two weeks' time here on The Net Live. And we'll see who we can drag in for guests, Jeremy. Nice. It's time to start getting ready for women's college because I know practices start this week. Our good buddy Brandon Rosenthal moving his girls into housing yesterday in the evening. They will begin practice. Uh, practice is eligible Wednesday night on into Thursday morning. Wow. So first day of practice will be Thursday for women's volleyball. That season's coming up quick. And for those of you wondering, I will be playing country music as we exit the show. Thanks for you, the listener, for being here. Drop us a line, thenetlive at gmail.com. If you have a topic we should talk about, something we should mention on the program, we will endeavor to get it in or we will completely ignore it. It's not necessarily a reflection of the value of the item. It's just sometimes the way the show goes. Yep. I'm Kevin. He's Jeremy. Enjoy the country. Have a great couple weeks, folks. They roll the sidewalks in this town all up after the sun goes down. This ain't nothing good happens here when midnight rolls around. But
Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.